Good morning, afternoon, evening, everybody. GMAE. My name is John Willett, in case you've forgotten. This is still Potholes and Cadillac Dreams, in case you've forgotten. Yes, I was supposed to talk to you last Friday. Yes, I was supposed to cover the AFC and the NFC Championship game. Yes, I was supposed to do all these things. I was still under the weather. We were very, very busy at work, unfortunately, and we had company that was coming over. So I wasn't able to chat with you all. Hello to all you Buzzsprouters. Hello to all you YouTubers. Nice to see you all. Um, you can probably tell from my voice that I'm still battling this stupid cough. I have been. This is now the third week, and it refuses to go away. And so you get to hear me again with my dulcet tones. That sounded kind of like, um, who was it that used to do those commercials? I did. It was a British gentleman with dulcet tones in a low voice. I can't remember. Wish I could. That would have made a really funny uh, comment if I could have just remembered who the hell that was. But anyway, we move on. As I said before, I had a, a program planned for the AFC and NFC Championship games. I was going to um, cover both games and what you should do if you were a betting person. Now, the only way I have to prove to you what I was going to tell you is I actually took a tiny note. Here we go. This is my tiny note. If you're a YouTuber, you can see it. Uh, at the top, it's a little tiny pop shelf uh, note that says, thankful for you. And on the top of it, it says Lions plus seven. And in the middle, it says one, 152 games. And then underneath it, it says KC plus four. All of them are circled. Now, what that means is I was going to tell you all that if you were betting people, and of course, I am not. However, I was in the family pool with my wife this past season, and I won uh, third place overall, which is out of 18 weeks. I won 152 games, which is well over 50%. And that was against the spread, not one loss, but it was against the spread. So I kind of knew what I was talking about, and I wanted to tell you all that as a prelude to telling you to take the Lions and the seven points and to take Kansas City and the four points. My reasoning was there's no way San Francisco was better than Detroit by seven. And there was absolutely no way Baltimore with a quarterback that even though he plays wonderfully in the regular season, chokes and dies in the playoffs. Uh, there was no way Kansas City was four points um, behind Baltimore. There just was no way. So what I was going to tell you is to bet the Lions and bet the Chiefs. And if you had, you would have won because although the Lions lost, they did cover the spread and the Chiefs obviously beat uh, beat the Baltimore Ravens 17 to 10 at home in Baltimore because as I thought, their quarterback, Lamar Jackson, is a big old choking dog. Kind of like Donovan McNabb used to be. Remember Donovan McNabb? For all of you oldsters out there, Donovan McNabb played for the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, he was known for having these fabulous games uh, against ordinary competition. And then when playoff time came, he would choke and die. An example is when Philadelphia played uh, the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. And it got to about six minutes left and the Eagles got the ball back and they really had a chance to go down the field. And I think either tie or, or win. And Donovan McNabb proceeded to throw up in the, uh, in the huddle. So that kind of tells you. Lamar Jackson is the kind of the same way. He just doesn't show up in the big games. And I'm thinking the AFC Championship is just about the biggest game you can be in. 
except for the Super Bowl. And Lamar Jackson ain't never going to make the Super Bowl. He's just not. Just not going to do it. So, oh well. Anyway, kids, I would have made you lots and lots and lots and lots of money and you could have bought a new house and a new car and whatever, but I screwed up and I wasn't on the air. So, uh, I apologize for that. And if you want to send me uh, a bill of, of service for my not being able to tell you to bet the Chiefs and the Lions and make all kinds of cash, feel free. I'm not going to do anything about it, but you know, feel free to, to send it. Today, I wanted to talk to you about business because I want to put this particular chapter, not, I'm, I'm sorry, not chapter, this particular episode, there you go, using the right terminology. I'm working on my book again, which I'm going to put on on the air here very, very shortly and uh, got chapters on my mind. Um, episode, I want to put this episode on LinkedIn and the only way you can put things on LinkedIn is if they have something to do with business. And I wanted to talk to you today about business, specifically if you are an entrepreneur or thinking about being an entrepreneur, starting your own business, owning your own business, getting a franchise, anything you were thinking about doing. I mean, there are new companies sprouting up every day and there are new companies being extremely successful every day. Um, some of them are doing it the old fashioned way. Others are going on television shows and getting seed capital from venture capitalists and all kinds of stuff. So uh, there's a lot of ways to do it. The advice that I'm going to give you today is basically very, very simple advice. It seems like the type of advice where you'd go, yeah, of course, but you would be surprised at how many folks decide to get into business and don't do the research, don't do their homework, don't do all the things necessary to prepare themselves for whatever profession they choose to go into. Go into that profession and then there are lots of questions and empty holes and challenges and all kinds of stuff that could have been avoided had you done your homework, had you done your research, had you talked to folks that perhaps were already in the industry and gotten some feedback or some advice or some mentorship from them. Very important. Um, I can tell you that I am guilty of that. That's why I'm bringing it up. This was a major pothole for me. I have started businesses, started quite a few businesses, as a matter of fact, and I basically didn't do my research. On every single one, I will give you a prime example. I wanted to open a store in Bar Harbor. I've wanted to open a store in Bar Harbor in the worst way. I would say since my first marriage came down here for my honeymoon here. I'm thinking I live in Bar Harbor. I came down to Bar Harbor in 1977 for my honeymoon, uh, October 77. And we walked the streets of Bar Harbor and I thought, wouldn't it be great to have a store there? And that's when I first got the idea. So 77 all the way to 2008. So you're talking, you're talking 31 years. You would think with all that time, I would have done a lot more homework and research than I did. My challenge was this. Um, my second wife and I decided we were going to part ways. That I thought was my 
door opening to move to Bar Harbor, which it ultimately was. My challenge was I didn't do a proper amount of research in terms of where the prime locations would be and also what type of economic situation I was heading into were we to open a store in 2008. I looked at lots of properties. I know a property that I saw down on Main Street very, very near the dock, very, very near the harbor would have been perfect. Uh, we made an offer for that property um, for the amount that they asked for, for the the amount the owners asked for, we said, sure, here you go, because this is a prime location and we want it and we want to go in there and we think we could do well. So we offered the amount and they said no. And we upped it $100,000 and they said no. I just found out two or three days ago that they finally sold the property to uh, a restaurant called Jetty's, G-E-D-D-Y-S, which is right next door to them, uh, just just sold it to them, uh, had not even entertained any offers after mine until that point, even though they had had it on the market. So it would have been a really, really good location for us. It would have been... Um, perfect in the way of, of cruise traffic because the cruise ships parked out there in the harbor and then uh, uh, ferried folks in from from the ships. So we would have had uh, quite a bit of walk-in traffic. Uh, we had the type of store, it was called the Man Store Bar Harbor. We had the type of traffic that would appeal to any man just about you could imagine. We had uh, sport, obviously sports stuff in there. We had golf stuff. We had at the time, we had billiard stuff, we had t-shirts, we had caps, we had, and they were all, you know, they were uh, new, they were, um, they weren't anything that was, you know, Bar Harbor-ish, they were original, original designs, original everything. Uh, we thought we would do very well, and uh, we wanted that property, we didn't get it, and at that point, I put my blinders on. And I said, well, damn it, I'm going to start a store in 2008, come hell or high water. We ended up at a site which was just horrible. It was way, way up Main Street, uh, way past the area where folks actually would walk. Um, as we progressed from 2008 to 2014, it became more traffic friendly. However, not fast enough. Also, there was a little challenge, and some of you might remember, in 2008, there was a recession. Oh, yeah, that, you know, recession. So, where you would have, let's just throw out a number, 2 million visitors visiting Bar Harbor on a normal year, uh, you had 1 million that year. It was um, awful. And it happened also in 2009. They were just really starting to push the economy back. 2010, we started doing extremely well, but we had too much of a hole. We would just, we can never ever dig out of the hole that we caused ourselves in 2008 and 2009. Had we waited, had we um, bought properties and, and leased them or done something like that, we would have been fine. 
And that's really what the situation called for. We did not do that. So we cost ourselves a lot of money. We cost ourselves a lot of time. We cost ourselves um, any future success that we could have had because we didn't do our homework. Simple thing. Economics. Uh, what are what are the economics of a situation? What are the economics of a time? What are the economics of a uh, of a state, a city, a town? You got to look at everything. I mean, literally, you have to look at everything. You can have the greatest idea in the world, and if you don't do the homework and you don't do the research for it, you're going to fail. You're just going to fail unless God touches you in some way and puts his finger, his or her finger on you and says, oh, you are going to succeed no matter what the hell you do. And for some people that happens. It didn't for me, but for some people it would happen. The only person I have to blame for any failures that I might have had in business is me. It's a very, very tough thing to say because I always wanted to be an entrepreneur and I always wanted to run my own business and I always wanted to own and operate my own business. And for some strange reason, I just couldn't get out of my own way. And I don't know whether it was me trying to sabotage myself and not considering myself worthy of being a success, which some people, including a therapist or two, have suggested to me, or whether I just didn't do all of the homework that I needed to do. I didn't do all of the work necessary. I didn't do all of the planning necessary in order to ensure success. Could be any one of those reasons, but that's what I really want to talk about is, is don't ever take anything for granted. If you're starting a business, don't take anything for granted. You think you have enough seed capital? Get more. You think you have the proper people in place? Be damn sure. I mean, dot every I, cross every T, no matter how successful you have been for somebody else, it's an entirely different gig when it's yourself. It's an entirely different animal. It's an entirely different feeling. It's an entirely different attitude. It's completely different. You're just, you're in a different space. You're in a different headspace. You're in a different everything. You've got to pay attention to everything. And if you do it before you open your doors or before you set up your site or before you launch your product or before you do whatever it is you're going to do, you're going to be that much the better. Because you'd rather have the potholes in front of you filled in as you're moving along than continually stepping in them, then fixing the pothole and then moving on. You'd rather take less time than more time. You'd rather work smarter, not harder. You've heard that 50,000 times from people, but it's it really is true. If you just take the time now to research and do the homework you need to do in order to have all of your questions answered to the very best of your ability, you're going to be a lot better in the long run and you're going to be more successful in the long run. That's just the deal. Also, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, be cognizant of them, be aware of them. Know if you do not like dealing with people and you're going to be in a people business. Know that you need to have somebody who can deal with people. Know that you have to have somebody who can coordinate day-to-day -day activities if you are the big thinker. 
You know, all of us want to be the big thinker. And the big thinker doesn't do nearly as much work as the day-to-day -day person. If you're not a day-to-day -day person, you need to find a day-to-day -day person. And by day-to-day, -day, I mean handling all the stuff that needs to be handled in the day-to-day -day operations of your business. That's really important because it's the day-to-day -day stuff that'll kill you. It's the day-to-day -day stuff if it gets through the cracks and stays in through the cracks and you can't get it out of the cracks, that's where you're going to be in a lot of trouble. So know what your weaknesses are and, 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 and be so aware of them. If you know that you don't like speaking in public, yet your product or service or whatever you're doing needs to have someone speaking in front of groups of people, you got to find, you either got to get over it or you got to find somebody. That's as simple as that. You can't go in and not have all of your ducks in a row, have everything in place and expect to succeed. You just can't. Um, I was I was thinking earlier about the, the uh, what is it, the shark tank, where you have uh, entrepreneurs come in and, and do presentations in front of uh, these guys. Uh, Mark Cuban's one of them. I don't know the other ones. I've maybe watched five minutes of this thing. But imagine, <coughs> excuse me, I apologize. Um, imagine if you don't like selling. Imagine if you're not a good salesperson. Imagine that for a moment. So you're, you're trying to, to get them to put their hard-earned money down on a product or service or whatever that you are presenting and you don't like to sell. And that comes through loud and clear. Trust me. If you don't like talking to people, if you don't like selling, if you don't like presenting things, it comes through. So you hire somebody that does. You have a director of marketing, or you have a vice president in charge of sales, or you do something to the effect of that effect so that you can stay away from that aspect of your business and let someone who really knows it do that for you. I mean, what do you care if you don't get all the recognition and all the credit in on ABC, I think it's ABC that does this on, on the ABC network. I just hit my microphone too. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. I'm coughing. I'm hitting the microphone, man. And this is, this was one I wanted to try to send out to folks, but I'm thinking, Hmm, maybe not. Maybe we go another week. Um, yeah, you, you, you want to have the right people. Uh, and I know maybe some of you are, are thinking of opening a business and you're thinking to yourself, you know, I've got this friend and that friend and that friend and this friend and watch out for that too. Because you combine friendship and business, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the yin and the yang work well together and sometimes they don't. Sometimes a buddy going to a ball game is quite different from a someone who comes in and wants to change your idea or whatever around substantially because it doesn't fit his mold or his idea of what this particular business should be. Ultimately, you're the one that has to make the decision. If you're, if you're opening the doors, you're the one that has to make the decisions. And you can't have anybody else putting pressure on you 
otherwise. You gotta sink or swim with what you know. Now, if you've done your research and you've done your homework and you've done everything you're supposed to do, that's not going to be difficult because you're going to have the information in front of you and make coherent, comprehensive decisions. If you don't, then shame on you for allowing folks to sway you here, there, and everywhere against your better judgment. If you want to have even better judgment, then you need to do your research. You need to do your homework. You need to do the things you need to do in order to be successful. That's... I know I keep repeating myself, but it's it's pretty simple, honestly, in terms of, of, of opening or starting or buying a business. You just you just gotta do the work. You just gotta do the work. You just have to you have to do the things necessary initially to make it easier later on. It was like when I was in um, Frontier Fruit and Nut Company as a regional manager. My the last two years of the of the gig was a lot easier than the first two years. The first two years of the gig was very difficult because I had to a learn the bit learn my job because I'd been a manager. I'd never been a regional manager before. But second of all, I had to get the right people in place, and to get the right people in place, you need to go through people, and you need to. You know, can people, and you need to re, you need to hire people, and you need to train people, and you need to hold their hand, and you need to do what you need to do in order to get for them to do the type of job that you want them to do. So the last two years of my gig was terrific. First few years was really tough. I worked lots and lots of hours, and that's the way it will be with any business that you start, unless you have a crew in place that knows what they're doing and knows what you want and knows you know that there's lots of gold at the end of that rainbow if they just do what you ask and will go out there and they'll do what they're supposed to do then you're golden then you're golden but if not you got a lot of work ahead of you and you got to be happy about doing it you got to be if you open something this should be something that appeals to you that makes you happy because you have the ability to do something that makes you happy. You have the, the, the power, the ability, the money, the energy, whatever, to have a position where you can be happy. So why do something that would make you unhappy? If you start doing your research or start doing your, your homework or whatever, and you, just, and you come to the realization that, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Then don't do it. I know that sounds really simple. I know that sounds just really like, well, duh. Why would I do something? There are people out there who have started businesses and have done pretty well for themselves and just hate every flipping second of it. Just hate it. Want to get out, but can't because they have golden handcuffs on. Imagine golden handcuffs. That's basically what they've got. They're making good money. They're maybe pillars in the community. Maybe they're doing all kinds of good works and whatever. And they've got time and they've got whatever. And they just don't like it. They just don't like it. That's tough. I mean, that's tough. And that's what you want to avoid. So in, in, in your homework and in your studies and in your research, if you come to the realization, you know something? I don't want to be a widget maker. I don't want to start a website. I don't want to open a store. I don't want to 
be in insurance. I don't want to be in real estate. I don't want to. Then don't. Then don't. Don't do it. Because there are millions and millions and millions of people out there that are doing stuff that they don't want to do. And that's why we've got so many pissed off people all the time is because people are just running around and they're doing stuff they don't want to do and they're just miserable. And, you know, it's, it's, it's avoidable. If you're thinking of opening something, if you are in a position where you can start something, open something, buy something, whatever it is, don't pull the trigger unless it's going to make you happy. Don't pull the trigger unless it's going to give you some sort of satisfaction. Don't pull the trigger if it's going to make you miserable. I know, again, I, I, I can hear myself and I'm thinking to myself, holy cow, this is just, this is uh, ABCs. This is simple stuff. But for a lot of people, it isn't because they, they, they forget. They forget this simple stuff. They forget that they're supposed to do the research. They're supposed to do the homework. They're supposed to talk to people. They're supposed to do the reading. They're supposed to, I don't know, look at the sites. They're supposed to find out, you know, how you go from point A to point B to point C to point D. When I opened the man store, I literally had a to-do list. And the to-do list was 154 items. Things to do. Listed. Bing, 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 bing. Down a piece of paper, down a piece of paper, not on a computer. I wrote them down on a piece of paper, you know, one, two, three, four, five. And number 154 was open the store. And when I got to that point, yes, we opened the store. Now, I missed a few along the way, like the essential research of what the economics were going to be during that time, which is what caused our ultimate demise. But... I did do my list, my list of things to do, and that's what you should do. No matter what you're doing, no matter how computer savvy you are, no matter whatever, there's something about putting pen to paper and writing it down that makes it sink in more, that makes you realize, okay, this is what I have to do in order to be successful. This is what I have to do in order to get this project off the ground. This is what I have to do in order to Buy this franchise, start this company, you know, expand this division, whatever it is. Putting a list of things to do on paper will make things go so much easier and so much better, you will really, really be surprised. Okay, I think we've talked about business enough. And oh, by the way, had I done a, I don't know whether I mentioned, but if I had, if I hadn't, let me remind you that I would have told you to bet on the Lions and bet on the Chiefs in the championship games. Oh, yeah, I did. That's all right. That's okay. I wish I had, to be honest with you, but I wasn't feeling well, so I didn't bet on them, and whoops. Anyway, we end as we always do by asking any of you, just any of you out there, any of you, if you know Demi Bennett, if you are friends with Demi Bennett, if you are acquaintances with Demi Bennett, if you have a run into her walking her dogs, if you have run into her working out at a gym, 
if you have done anything involving Demi Bennett, if you would please let her know that there is this guy in Daytona, Florida, who's 68 years old, who is the exact opposite of what she is, which is 28 years old and extremely successful, started her profession at 16. As I've said before, I didn't know how to keep my finger out of my nose at 16. So it's, uh, you know, it's a yin, it, definitely a yin and yang there. And I would love to talk to her because I, I find her the most fascinating person in her profession by, by far the most fascinating person in her profession. I mean, by far. And there are lots of really, really interesting people in her profession. Trust me. And I'm always fascinated by her profession. I have been since I was a kid, but she is without any shadow of a smidgen of a doubt, the most interesting person in her profession. And I would love to talk to her. I would also love to talk to Christy Martin too. Christy Martin is the former female heavyweight, former female boxing champion, because she certainly wasn't a heavyweight. Um, and she's got an event coming up uh, February 16th, I heard. February 16th, Mayhem 8 at uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. If you go to Christy Martin Promotions, you can check on it. And it is a really, really, really good card if you're into boxing. And uh, her events, I have been told that I've read about, uh, are always sensational. And she always puts together good matches. And uh, you get to meet the champ. And she is really, really a nice lady. And I have met her. And I would love to have her back on. Anyway, we're at, uh, this is amazing. I just looked down at the time. And I'm at, I was at 29 minutes and 51 seconds. So we've done very, very well today. Thank you guys for being so patient. Thank you guys for waiting a week to have me get back on. I apologize for the cough. I apologize for hitting my, uh, hitting my, uh, whatever this thing is called, microphone. Um, I apologize for the tone of my voice. Uh, I wish I felt better, but I don't. I will do my dead level best to be with you all uh, next Friday. I believe I'm actually going to send this one out and do, uh, hopefully do some, uh, advertising and get some more folks. But please, if you would, please like and subscribe. If you watch this for the first time, please like and subscribe. Please share it with people. Uh, I know I'm a little bit different. I know I uh, I don't have... Uh, I do have actually a cool background. I mean, these are my books and my stuff and everything has a story. And uh, one day I'll pull a few things down and, and tell you all about them. But in the meantime, uh, please... Tell people about us. Uh, I would love to be able to do this for a living. I, uh, excuse me again. <clears throat> My word. This cough thing is just terrible. I hope you guys don't have it because it is not good. Um, but anyway, thank you for uh, thank you for listening on, through Buzzsprout and all of the platforms are on. And thank you for watching on YouTube. And uh, I hope that you and several of your friends will join me next week. And we will talk again. And in the meantime, I want you to have a great weekend. I want you to have a great week. And thanks again. Bye.